Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you so much for joining me, Angela, for part two Hello of again. The Rhythm of Life. Honestly, part one went by so quick. I, did, I didn't even <laughs> see the time. I was just like, <laughs> I know, sorry, I'm waffling. So one of the shows you worked on was called Oi, Ginger. Oi! I love that. I love that because I remember the first time I saw you was on the one show. I just moved to the country and I was like, gosh, who is this beautiful woman with fire in her hair? I was just like, wow, that's insane. And and I read about this, this show that you did and it was basically all the things that came with being Ginger. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, I had been working in fashion and then I had a few ideas kicking around for telly and had kind of started doing little bit parts and contributions. And, um, and I really loved, loved TV. I loved the kind of like team effort because actually styling had become quite a solitary thing for me. And I just, it wasn't very exciting to me anymore. And again, I'd kind of thought I want to be constantly challenged. I want to be learning something new. It had started to become a little bit paint by numbers and a bit, um, yeah, it just wasn't, (laughs) sounds a bit sadistic. Yeah. But it wasn't keeping me up at night with excitement. So I was like, nah, I'm done. On we go. So um, I started kind of pitching ideas and um, the fashion stuff just wasn't wasn't getting off the ground. And I was leaving a meeting where I was being told after, you know, I don't know how many times we're not going to go with it this time. And he's like, if you have any other, you know, ideas, which was basically a pleasant way of saying goodbye. And I said, actually, I would love to do a documentary uh, called Oi Ginger, Exploring Gingerism as the Last Remaining Acceptable Prejudice. And he was like, okay. Because in his mind, I was a kind of, you know, I was the fashion girl. Yeah. And actually, it was so such a small part of my interest. Like, it's human rather than clothes. And yeah. so, um, yeah. And so I did that documentary and it went really well. And it felt so... Um, felt so like natural but so exciting to be like and I was very much involved in the production of that and worked with an amazing amazing team who I still work with and and we went on to do another series after that and another series after that that was then picked up by BBC Three um uh called Close Encounters where I would go and live with um with people for a couple of days um with some well-known people well they were all well-known in in different fields um and so that was kind of like my introduction yeah. really into into tv i guess like the question for me that i have is a lot of the time when i talk to a lot of my my ginger friends yeah i love i love i love everything about it i love the look i love i love i i, I just love ginger people i don't know why <laughs> for a long time i only dated people ginger have fetishes i know i only dated ginger men but like <laughs> Once I moved to this country, a lot of the time, all you hear people go, oh, yeah, it's because they're ginger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, shame on them. Is that because they're ginger? Is that a thing or was that just in my head? No, that I think that's a thing. It's probably more a par- more prevalent here in in the UK than it is in yeah. Ireland. But it's def it's 
yeah, it it is a thing. And <laughs> you know, even the that? term ginger, and I use the term ginger in a provocative way. It's not actually really a term used in Ireland very much. I think it is quite an it's like it's an insult, yeah. or it's it's certainly originated as that. Um, and it was kind of about slightly taking ownership of that term, but I don't know what it is. I think it's maybe up until relatively recently, it was kind of. A little bit more acceptable to be, no, a lot more acceptable to be a a red-haired woman, let's say. But like, oh, a dud if you're a a ginger guy, that's like not attractive, apparently. Um, And so, but like I would have encountered, like when I was younger, when I was like teenager and people going, oh God, I've never like kissed a redhead before. (laughs) As if I was like so lucky to have been gifted with his big stinking mouth. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, don't bother again, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) No, I I love that because I find it very interesting. In South Africa, we call it strawberry blonde. Oh, yes. That's a... But to me, that's a different colour, you see. So my daughter is, I think, strawberry blonde. So there's a spectrum, you see, see, and I would say... And and then they're like, as you go up the spectrum, there's like, you know, the not features, but like skin. Like if you're freckled, I have freckles on my legs, on my arms. So that's like obviously more in keeping with uh, like a hardcore ginger. But like I have friends who had like beautiful red hair and tanned skin. And I was like, you bitch, that is the dream gig. (laughs) Um, So yeah, the the combo. But look, I love love being a redhead yeah. I think it's a very much part of my identity now but it, it is something that especially as a teenager I thought oh god yeah. I'd rather be like that copy and paste look yeah. of the noughties that everyone subscribed of to course. you know and that it was just not a look that I could get on board with okay so you record this amazing show it it, it gets picked up and now you are a presenter Kind of. And how how does that how does that happen? Who are the people that you you contact? How who were the people that inspired you to to be Angela Scallon that you are today? Oh, to, so oh God, what a question! I mean, I was a, just a hustler. I I was really used to. You are sorry. the ultimate hustler. You are undoubtedly. I was a hustler. Yeah, I did. I had that kind of like mentality where, and I, I think I was really lucky in that I didn't have an agent in Ireland. Like, as in, they wouldn't take me. It's not that I didn't want one, but like, I couldn't wow. get an agent in Ireland. I then like cold emailed agents in the UK and had an amazing um, agent take me on when I didn't realize how difficult that process actually was. Yeah. Um, but I had kind of, and, yeah, it was, I think, not knowing how the industry worked, not knowing how tough it was mm. to break in, how, um, yeah, the the system. It meant that I was, like, get it, going on to the, you know, channel websites and getting emails oh, wow. of, like, actual commissioners and sending them a showreel. Well, that's good. <laughs> like, I know, but like, it's not really how things are done. So I'd be like, hey, Charlotte Moore, uh, just checking in. I think here's the thing. I'm going to do you a big favor here because you have not seen me yet, but I think I could save you guys. <laughs> the thing about Charlotte is that she would absolutely yeah. love that. She would, she'd be I like, know. I think she's absurd, but I absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was that kind of 
of like just naive kind of enthusiasm and just uh, like I hadn't had I, I did have knocks but I think because I wrote before and I was a stylist before mm. I was always pitching and so I was used to being rejected mm. all the time and I didn't take it personally at all nice because that takes a level of strength. Or ignorance. <laughs> or, or ignorance. But like ignorance in your case was a bliss because it yes. just kept you going. Every no seemed to be a step upwards. Yeah. And I do think, I mean, I got it. So maybe la- not last year, the year before I got like this award and I went to the Irish embassy and it was like this beautiful evening, like a telly award and loads of brilliant people that I admire massively had gotten it before. And... um I remember like saying, I don't know, I was very emotional. I think I was hormonal. Um, but I I said in the speech, I hadn't prepared anything. And I was like, you know, thanked everybody who had um, had kind of like had a big impact um, on me. And I remember thinking, because I'm saying like, you know, I'm bulletproof. I'm not. I'm a yeah. deeply sensitive human. And so um, I well, maybe I just didn't allow space to kind of really feel the hurt of of those rejections and they built up over time. But I remember going to Belfast to a meeting and I would literally, I would pretend when I was in meetings in, in London, I would pretend I lived in the UK because otherwise they wouldn't take me serious. They'd be like, oh, we're not going to, you know. And then when I was in Ireland, no, 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 I'm not there. I'm full time here. Da, da, da. And I was kind of, it was like, it was so exhausting. Yeah. And I had kind of two careers that I was trying to build at the same time. And there was no space for anything. And I was just over it and I remember going and meeting this guy in a cafe he was a producer he had done loads of quizzes before and he was a really really nice guy and um he said but I I kind of couldn't really do the dance this day I was just a bit like jaded over it and um he said uh he was like, so, you know, what would you like to do? And I was like, oh, you know, I just love to do entertainment TV. And I like referenced Davina McCall and Claudia Winkleman. And he was like, and he just kind of sat back in the chair and he looked at me and he was like, do you know what? I think you're going to do it. Oh. And I remember, and you know, I don't like have it. I never worked with him since I hadn't worked with him at that point, but it was just, it, it felt in, in hindsight, like a crossroad where I could have gone, you know what, it's time I grow up yeah. and this is not working and I have loads of other skills and I can go in a different direction. And it was this little moment where this guy was like, I, I see, mm. I see something. And it just allowed for me to go, okay, I know that I can do this yeah. and maybe I just need to persevere a little bit more. And then I had an amazing, amazing um, mentor who's a really good friend of mine, David Blake Knox, who had worked mm. like on Ruby Wax documentaries back in the day. He would worked with a, a guy called Jerry Ryan, who was like a legend in Irish broadcasting. And he's just like a really gifted producer. And I met him uh, through his daughter, actually, who was a writer, and um, we worked at, at a, a newspaper together. And um, she was like, "Oh, you should, you should meet my dad." And I remember sitting down with with both of them, and I'm saying, "Oh, I'd like to, you know, do some fashion stuff." And he was like, uh, "You know, after we had a great like chat over lunch," and he said, "I think you can do." I, you know, I think you can do some more. And he, I produced Oi Ginger with him mm. and it was like, he actually saw something outside of fashion that allowed me to, you know, to just kind of, you know, be myself yeah. on camera, which I never did a presenting course. I didn't study media. I didn't know the rules. I didn't know the game. I didn't know how to stand yeah. the way you're apparently supposed to stand. And 
it was just a gift to have somebody who was so kind of giving and so open really to let me make mistakes on camera to let me find my way on screen you know and I kind of again didn't realize how how rare that that was and that relationship is is you know still deeply important to me and somehow with with you trying to make your way as a presenter which I I totally understand how hard it is yeah you were also doing BBC Radio 2 and you were working with Chris Evans. I know Steph McGovern was working with Chris Evans. I feel like he's worked with some of the greats. How does oh, that? he is amazing. Amazing. And also like a ginger. So kindred spirits, you know, and was kind of one of the, like, you know, apart from Julia Roberts. Yeah. Um, he was like, don't forget your toothbrush. And, um, he was just... What do you mean, don't forget your toothbrush? Oh, sorry. That was like an iconic <laughs> show he had in the 90s. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay, okay. And TGI Friday. Okay. And so I kind of grew up looking at those like wildly anarchic shows. And I just thought he was such a legend. And he was so, so kind to me. Radio 2 um, was something that kind of I I really wanted mm. to, to, to do. Terry Wogan was like, again, legendary Irish broadcaster and had worked in Radio 2. Graeme Norton up until recently worked there. And I remember thinking, oh my God, that's the dream gig. And when I started Depping, Chris was just so, so kind. He, his his family, they'd been like fans of Robot Wars. Yeah. And then, so when I came in, he was always like, why do they get rid of Robot Wars? They should bring, so he's like campaigning for me on air and then would bring me in when I'd cover for Van- Vanessa, which is like very early before for his show and then he'd take me in and um just very generous um kind person and all about energy so he'd be like I love when I bump into you because yeah, you're like slightly probably. live wire yeah but um yeah just like I I, I suppose you kind of sometimes forget mm. that those interactions can be so important for people. I'm sure you have people yeah. all the time who are like, how do I do this and how do I do... And actually a kind word or a sense of of knowing or seeing or confidence that you see something in the other person um, is is so powerful sometimes, you know, in, in setting you on course. It's led you to such amazing things. I mean, I mean, my husband is such a massive, massive fan of us because Aww. he loves all things. And especially now with your whole Made Perfect... We love it because we're always trying to redo our house. Every time I step into the garden, I feel like I have to scream Jumanji because that's what it feels like. <laughs> How much do you love that show? I love that. Do you know what? I I love it. And people just love it. And I don't know whether it's the VR aspect of it. It's yeah. the like, you know, I got such a kick because I'm so nosy, like right move. I always said when I took the gig, I was like, okay, I'm not a property expert, but right move is my point. Yeah. So it was like, I'm totally, I, I can do this. Right. And I had this um app that's since gone, but it was called Knocker, which again does sound a bit suspect, but basically you could put it on while you're driving and any house that was for sale, it would bring you straight to the house wow. so it was like right move but geographical so I'd be walking around streets of London go oh how much how much is that and kind of like anyway so yeah it, now I get to actually stand in people's homes and root around in them without being arrested and it's just lovely and it feels you know very inclusive mm. and um and probably like good timing yeah 
no, truthfully. I love, with, it's just yeah, one of everything. those shows that literally feel like a warm blanket. Um, and, and it's, it's just a feel good show. One of the, yeah, one of the things that we do on this podcast, which I love is, is I always ask a question and I, I find, I think that yours is going to be incredible. What is the rhythm today of your life? Oh, I knew it. I'm so excited. This is the answer of the century. Oh God, I don't know. Okay. So I think for a very long time, you know, when I was talking about running, 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 I was like the rhythm of, it was intense. Mm. It was a, a bit of an assault at times. And there was very little space and room for like me outside of work. My identity was completely kind of caught up in what I was doing, what I was achieving. And I kind of worked very hard on that over the last number of years, especially since my daughter arrived. And, and, And probably over the past year, that's slightly intensified. And now I just, there's a kind of like what I crave and what I, kind of value more than anything is like this sounds so wanky but like space is spaciousness right and so like not in the physical sense it's not that big but like is actually just room to kind of breathe within a day Mm. so previously I would just like fill up a diary it was very much logistics it was you know there was no sense of like will you be okay yes you can technically fit it in but do you need you know a half an hour to have a cup of tea without like doing a call or without doing whatever. And so that kind of space now feels, feels really important to me, um, to my kind of mental health. And it has wildly changed the quality of, of my life, I think, you know, and the quality of my relationships actually, because it's just kind of a bit more, compassionate yeah. I suppose oh, wow. yeah thank you so mm. much Angela it's I don't know if a, that's the right no, answer there is but, no right yeah. answer that's the thing okay. it's, it's what you love about it and then I appreciate I appreciate your honesty I appreciate your time thank oh, you no, thank so you. much for coming on to the rhythm of life I feel I feel thank like I'm you. in a queen's room I'm oh my god stop <laughs> on and up, on and up. Um, you know, I was on a show the other day um, with Alan Davies and they were chatting about Bill Bailey and um, you came into conversation, it may appear on telly, and they were like, oh my God, she's like so lean and lithe. And, she, and Bill was telling them that at one point you were practicing like a lift and he said, you came towards him and he went to lift you and you literally floored him. <laughs> And I was like, okay, sorry, she's my queen, actually. Um, just the visual of you taking him out will live in my mind forever. Just love that. So well done. Oh, man, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 